Hello, welcome to the Japan Catch-Up Podcast. I am Alan. I am joined by Jibwa. Hi. And Kumi. Hi. Um, and this is our episode for the week. Um, week of June. Week starting on June 1st. So let's go ahead and get started. So today's Japanese vocabulary, uh, start with Japanese vocabulary. Today I will, I will show you uh, the word soshokkeidanshi. Soshokkeidanshi. Yes, and nikshokkeijoshi. Wow. Yep, uh, the two words, the, these are usually combo combination words. Uh, if I translated these two words straightly in English, means uh, herbivore man and carnivore woman. <laughs> it still <laughs> means human, expression for human, mm. not talking about animals. Well, easily, easily uh, teach you herbivore man means kind of asexual man, mm -hmm. who doesn't have, uh, in Japan, means who doesn't have a, a positive, Sorry, ag aggressive attitude to having date with a woman, maybe having mm -hmm. sex uh, one night or something else, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, he, they doesn't, uh, if person who doesn't have that kind of attitude, mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. called party for a man. So, so, yeah. Okay. so, so, so okay. yeah. And then now, easily to imagine the opposite word, carnival woman, who mm -hmm is very aggressive to get men. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's also said hunt in Japan. Uh, sorry, mm. having, uh, sorry, mm, how can I say that? Getting men or women is also said hunt in Japanese language. Mm. So carnival woman means they are good at hunt to get, mm -hmm. especially carnival men. Mm. Uh, so say kare uh, he kare wa soshokke danshi da ne if if he doesn't if he doesn't ask you to having dates even we are very you know can can feel sympathy sometimes uh, empathy sometimes maybe he will ask me to having to have a date but he won't say anything maybe maybe he is soshokke danshi oh so those guys are quite, are they just shy or do they not, are they not interested in romance? Uh, both, both type of men is called soshokke danshi. Mm. Too shy or maybe too interested in other things like his hobby or his studying, his work, something like that. Mm. Mm. So, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. It's had, it had been said women are shy or passive attitude in Japan, but I think this is kind of a stereotype idea in the past. And nowadays, soshokke danshi, honeywell type of men is pop become popular or at least not minority anymore. That was mm. uh, appear um, as the word mm. we often use, yeah. Mm. Hmm. hmm. Do you know any? Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna ask Kumi if she knows any of those. If she's had experience with any, any of those kind of guys. I was waiting this question. Soshokke danshi is not my type. Not my type. Yeah, but many of my friends who doesn't have, who hadn't had a. Uh, girlfriend for a long time they had a kind of period of they don't have a girlfriend so I think they are kind of social not so keen on dating women, yeah. women. Mm. Mm. and then you said hint, hint. Uh, yeah yeah hint yeah um, oh okay hunt Hunt, yeah, sorry. Cutty? Like Cutty, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Like so in that in that um 
How would you say it in Japanese then? Or is it similar to just like Nampa or? Nampa, yes, Nampa. Exactly the word is, exactly the word is Nampa. Okay, okay. Meaning hunt. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay, perfect. And there's so mm-hmm. many, I feel like there's so many more too that maybe we could get into in a later episode of like different classifications of uh, men and women and, and their, um, uh, their, their way to approach people, like the Goru Kabetsu. Yes. Is a good one too. So it's like obviously rolled cabbage. Rolled, rolled cabbage is cabbage on the outside with meat on the inside. So it's a person who seems like they're soul shoku ke. But they are actually really nik shoku ke. Soft on the outside, but very rough. Or not rough, but like, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Mary? Huh? Memory attitude. Yeah. Yeah. On the inside. And there's like this curry. I forget what the curry one is. I don't remember. Um, What's the opposite of the um, Rory Kyabetsu? Bacon Aspara. Bacon Aspara. (laughs) Alan, you are a bacon Aspara. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have a typical, uh, we have a basic idea about uh, looking of Soshokke Danshi or Nikushokke Danshi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking strong, uh, mostly talking about muscle or maybe height, mm-hmm. uh, you tend to think they are carnivore type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> on the inside. Well, that's- I think it's good. Yeah, you know, you keep that to yourself. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> Let me cut that out. We're not putting that in the show. But yeah, there's so many different like words for um, uh, different types of uh, people. So we'll cover some more in, in future episodes. Mm. Um, so what is next? Do I need to go over well, the... You're telling us about a location in Japan that you like and people should visit. Yes. Um, so there, uh, we're going to start a new segment on the show where I would like to basically uh, go over either a region or a town or location in Japan to help out people who are planning their trip uh, or planning a trip to Japan by themselves, um, but are kind of lost as to like where they should visit. So. From now on, every episode will have like a different place, and we won't go too far in depth with the um, with the descriptions. But but if you leave a comment um, on YouTube for the the video that has whatever location, so like we'll put the location name in the title from now on. So it'll be like um, today, for instance, we're, I'm going to go over a place in Niigata Prefecture called Awashima. Um, so it'll be in the title. And then you can just go to that episode and leave a comment. And then one of us will get back to you if you want to know more about it. But we'll, we'll just cover like the basics, um, why, why I enjoyed it or why whoever is presenting it enjoyed the place. Like, what was it like? Why, you know, why would you recommend going there? Things like that. So, so um, today I would like to cover a place that I lived in for about a year. It's a small island north of um uh sadoshima sadoshima is pretty well known i think for people who who um know a bit about japan but sadoshima is in the tohoku region in a prefecture called niigata and then just north of that just north is is an island called awashima and there's only about i think 300 people that live there and it's so north in niigata that it's i think it borders yamagata prefecture if i'm not mistaken because Yamagata is just north of Niigata, correct, Kumi? Yes. Um, the, uh, the east side and north side. How can yeah. I say that? Yeah. And, it's, and so, like, the island, the people who live on the island actually speak in Yamagata, um, Yamagata dialect, which is really hard to understand. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like Japanese at, at some point. But... Um, 
It's a really, really small island. It's almost like you've gone back in time to like maybe like Showa period or even no, even before then, maybe like it's it's very, very old school um, Japan. And a lot of the people on the island, it's 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 kind of like a um a bubble because a lot of the people who live on the island actually haven't even left the island. Never so they don't they've never been to like Tokyo, they've never been outside of Niigata Prefecture. Some of them have never even been outside of the island. There was one lady in particular, she she um went to Yamagata and she was like, she's maybe 50 something years old. And she's like, yeah, Alan, this is my first time off the island. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it's a really small island. Like it's, again, 300 people. But um, I would highly, for people who want, who really enjoy like small villages, small towns, like that kind of vibe when they're traveling, highly suggest this place because one, um, the festivals are amazing, especially New Year's festivals. Uh, actually, there there will be, I'm going to post a picture of one of the festivals on our Instagram account. But um, uh, Shishimai is like lion dance, which is also done in Japan in some communities. Um, and this particular island, like theirs is spectacular because basically on New Year's or during, around New Year's, um, there's two main villages on the island. And... Um, a group of all of like most of the people from one village will walk to the other village on the other side of the island but as they're going there's uh they're doing the shishimai like a lion dance and they're going into people's houses to like essentially like if you if the lion comes to your house it's gonna like bestow a blessing on you for that year essentially it's like good luck (laughs) so they go into everyone's house and they're doing the dance like inside of the house and i'm pretty sure like if you're you know not creepy they would let you join them for this for this uh festival but yeah you get to go to everyone's house watch them do the lion dance and then watch the you know give everyone the blessing basically like having the lion bite on somebody's head is like a good 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 luck for the year (laughs) um but on this island they um as they're doing it they're drinking <laughs> as they go along <laughs> and so like it starts off really like kind of professional like oh yes please come into my house and then the people who if you if they come into the, your house you're supposed to give them a drink like as a as a way to say thank you so the people who are doing the dance are getting progressively progressively um drunk as they go from house <laughs> to house and so towards the end it's just like <laughs> it just looks really um it's it's very interesting it's very interesting i'll put it that way um, and if you go with them, of course, they're going to offer you, offer you drinks as well. So that festival is um, one of the highlights of, of the island. And then another one is, and this one's quite rare, for, especially for a small island like this, but the island used to use horses for, um, for farming, for, for a lot of things. So um, they still have a ranch where they raise their own horses. And so you can actually go horseback riding around the entire island. And it's beautiful. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Again, because it's only 300 people on the island. The island is really small. So you're getting like, you're riding the horse on the beach. Um, It's just really, really relaxing and calming. Uh, So that Mm -hmm. is my suggestion. Again, if you have any, if you want to know more about it, um, just leave us a comment on our YouTube channel or the, on the, um, video, this video on YouTube. Um, and then I'll try to answer any questions that you have. But again, so that was Awashima Island, north of Sadoshima in Niigata Prefecture. And that is our um, location recommendation for this episode. Yep. I think we need to do a research, research trip there. <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> well, I've lived there for years, so it's okay. <laughs> You know, see if anything's changed. I think oh, a, a recent, a more recent view would be good. Yeah, okay. We'll think about yeah. it. We'll give you, put that together. <laughs> do you have like, do you have information how to get there? Is it possible to go straightly from Yamagata Prefecture, or to uh, there's only one 
shipping roads from Sarashima or not? Um, so there are two boats, I believe, that go to Awashima, but these these um, ferries do not run regularly. I'm pretty sure it's it's like maybe three or four times a week because it's just not a very popular location. So I think one of them leaves from, uh, I think the town is called Murakami. No, is it Murakami? That's maybe not right. Hold on, give me a minute. It's, it's Mura something. I'll look it up. Um, and then the other one is from Niigata City. So Niigata is the capital of Niigata, kind of like New York, New York. It's Niigata, Niigata. Um, and that, I'm pretty sure there's a boat that goes from Niigata City uh, to Awashima. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll look it up as we go along and then I'll update. update. That was a really good question. Well, Sarashima is famous place. Uh, I've heard that name again and again in my mm. life, but actually, this is my first time to hear heard this island name. But Sarashima dance is very sounds familiar. Sounds what? Familiar. Yes. Maybe yeah, like maybe Yamagata Prefecture also had that kind of uh, culture. Mm -hmm. Is it there is any other activity like uh, hiking or cycling or uh, other except horse riding, uh, horse thing, uh, oh. diving? I think is it tourist friendly or like you said very diverse? Um, yeah, it's more rural than like because there aren't. It's not equipped for massive. Or, or tourists really in general. So there aren't a lot of like bike rental places or anything like that. In fact, there aren't, there are no convenience stores. There's no grocery stores. Um, it's literally, uh, literally there's one or two shops that have like general things. Um, I'm sure like, yeah, I'm sure. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of, Fisherman, it's a fisherman village, fisherman village. Can I say that? Fishing village. Fishing village. Um, yeah. So there's, I'm pretty. If you like fishing, that's that's another thing. I suppose that you could uh, visit the island for. Um, but yeah, no. But not, it's not a tourist attraction, basically. Not, yeah. So if you're looking to travel to Japan and see somewhere that is was actual Japan and hasn't yeah. been overcome by international visitors, then yeah. that's something to include. Um, and speaking of tourism, I think Japan is getting ready to start welcoming back its visitors. Um, now that uh, national state of emergency has kind of died down um, and Kumi there trying to well, yeah, how are they getting ready to welcome visitors back to Japan? Um, they will, we will, uh, our government ha will have a three phase to open the border. So to be honest, for tourists, uh, for tourists, it won't open, not, uh, it won't open very soon, not for tourists at the beginning. The first step, uh, the border will open for uh, uh, business trader or uh, mm. that kind of persons. Um, the second mm. will be, it will open for international students. The government said uh, the third steps will be tourist. Ah, uh, okay. But our expectation uh, it won't be, it won't take so long time. Mm. When do they expect for um, tourists to be able to? Well, it doesn't say exactly one. Yeah. <laughs> also, article mentioned the uh, the Japan tourism econo economic had been damaged. Mm. Well, as other uh, same as other country, mm. damaged seriously. Uh, that yes. because here, so uh, from politics side. It won't, they don't want to uh, close the border for a long time. Yeah, basically as soon as safely possible. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is not in the article, but <clears throat> sorry. Uh, 
the idea there is another idea they will open the border for tourists from specific country some severe country which it doesn't mm. have protections that much yeah like a eu country will doing will do mm. Mm. well i guess america is going to be lost on that list <laughs> so so far mm. <laughs> but they've already started opening um attractions to uh, at least domestic tourists and visitors so i heard that tokyo tower is back up um you can now visit tokyo tower again but you are not allowed to use the elevator <laughs> right yeah because it will be you know submit cross uh, cloud mm -hmm. like yeah. uh, new update uh, for a uh, full person at the same time in one elevator okay uh, will be okay but only four so if we prioritize priority uh, you know elder person or mm -hmm. people who has a baby baby wheel baby car yeah. um, should use elevator mm -hmm. uh, obviously we have to use steps <laughs> yeah. and that's what 600 steps 600 like that? yes <laughs> yeah, the Tokyo Tower official website says they will open that steps for people who need to be quarantined uh, needs exercise so mm. they open the stairs that reason as well mm. it's not free though isn't mm. that 600 steps i don't know if talking power is worth it <laughs> <laughs> i think if you're going specifically for exercise it would be beneficial but I think there are probably other places you could also go to get a view of Tokyo yeah. Um, where, yeah, it, it wouldn't be so, um, so much work. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's one of the changes um, that has come about as a result of coronavirus. And I think there are also other ways in which um, tourism and things done during traveling are going to be quite different um, and one of them is also uh, we chatted last week or the week before about how they're offering roller coaster rides online um, so you can look at the screen um, now the parks are open or some parks are open but you cannot scream on the roller coasters <laughs> <laughs> you have to be quiet and close your mouth. Do you think it's controllable? Think if you try to stop screaming, can you stop to scream on the roller coaster? It's naturally it came up because I'm scared, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe people who are scaredy cats just can't be going on roller coasters right now. Because yeah. I mean, part of the fun of a roller coaster is the screaming. And if you take away the screaming, you know, is it fun anymore? And, um, maybe it's very surrealistic because often they take a photo at the scariest point of the roller coaster. Then mm. it's also enjoyable thing seeing that picture after I get off the roller coaster. We are doing mm -hmm. something. You know, scary face or screaming yeah. face, but now you know a lot of people doing just this face, <laughs> serious faces. <laughs> funny anymore. It's like the, one of the most boring roller coaster ride ever. <laughs> I also wondering if uh, if it's decided by some scientific scientific evidence mm -hmm. or logical reason. Sure. I mean, you know, having like 20 people with their mouths open, you know, screaming out air during a during a pandemic is probably not a good idea. Just Whoa. maybe they, they probably just based it on common sense. Um, yeah, it could. But if they scream in Japanese, it's OK. As long as they don't <laughs> scream in English, you know. <laughs> what does screaming in Japanese sound like? Can you demonstrate? 
changes and another one is um no you're no longer around or at least in osaka um kumi you're probably better describing this one but you're no longer allowed to rub the feet of um, uh san this is this uh this statue is called biliken san biliken i don't know what is biliken but it's it's his name then uh, it's been said when you're wishing something, your hope, your uh, dream, something, uh, while you are touching Big and Sun's feet, uh, mm. it will be a dream come true or it bring luck for you, something like that. Mm. Uh, but uh, due to coronavirus, touching something public is not good. Mm. So now the Okinawa. Oh, no, sorry, o- Osaka mm. uh, uh, mentioned us, don't touch Birkinson's feet, just touching air, uh, air touching. Touch. Yeah, air mm. touch. <laughs> uh, well, it, people still think it will bring luck for them. Yeah. 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 So, not sure. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a Reiki healing of the statue or a reiki touch of the statue mm-hmm. feel something it's aura or it's moved atmosphere yeah <laughs> but um mm-hmm. no i was just saying that's interesting vidican is really weird that's a for those who um who are familiar with it it's like the eighth lucky god of japan I'm pretty sure mm. we let's just say we'll say for another episode because that'd be a whole another whole thing. But a whole another conversation. Yeah. But Wait, I have to complain. That was popular in the United States in the past as well. Is yeah, it? yeah, but it, not to the point of deifying it, you know, or be, it becoming a god. That's that is weird. Um. I don't, I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> With Bidikan. Not only that, Bidikan's eyes are creepy. They're so creepy. In fact, hold on. While we're on it, I'm just going to find a picture real quick so I can show people what what Bidikan is. So, Japan's eighth lucky god. And what else? What I mean, what does this, what else does Bidikan do? Birkin, what is the Birkin for? Um, not sure, but it looks like uh, for money. Because of its looking, it will uh, it will appear on the share screen by Alan later. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's... Um, okay, just show you guys a picture. Birkin. Um, hold on, so this is an American one. Birkinson come from United States. Mm. Uh, an, an American art, female artist, Florence Brits, dreamed about him. Then he made it uh, as the gods she dreamed about, then it will come to, uh, sorry, it came to Osaka at the Meiji period. Mm, when Japan opened itself back up. Sorry? What? When Japan opened itself back up. Well, actually, the Birkin nowadays we can see is the third Birkin because of uh, World War or uh, fire, so mm. maybe first and the second Birkin had been gone by that kind of thing. Uh, mm. 
Okay. So the BD can. Can you guys see this? Yes. Uh, oh, yep. So this is what I'm talking about. This this the level of creepiness. The the eye. The, oh, what's this? Oh, it's just a picture. Okay. But yeah. Um the eyes. It's a goblin baby. It looks like what? A goblin baby. Yeah, yeah, it is a goblin baby. From a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, I do not like BD Ken. So you won't be air rubbing his feet. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Goblin. Any goblin likes you. No, <laughs> I was going to say Pelican. <laughs> but, um, something else that has been happening in the news besides tourism gradually starting back up is protests. Um, so, I mean, not only have there been protests against police brutality in the US, but also in Japan. And these are protests that have happened uh, against violence that has happened in Japan, though. Against yes. Kurdish nationals. Yeah. So, can you tell us more about that? Yes. Uh, I, to be honest, I don't know what Kurdish people, uh, Kurdish men, did for policemen first. But uh, there is a video data that was taken by this Kurdish men's friends. They they were they were together that that time. Then. The, on this record, on this video records, now it's spreading on the internet. Uh, they are hurting uh, this Kurdish men like, the, oh, sorry, Damien's police officer, uh, hurting Kurdish men's neck like this. Then mm. Kurdish men uh, saying like, he can't breathe, he can't breathe, or please let me uh, leave, leave or something like that. Well, similar situation like uh, to you. And the, what's worse, I thought from my view, what's worse is a police officer took the phone that his, uh, sorry, that this Kurdish guy's friend uh, recording that police officer attitude on. Then mm -hmm. police officer unlocked that phone by this friend's face, uh, showing face ID like this, and then deletes that video data. So police officer used private phone to delete something evidence. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, virtually iPhone has a kind of function to save deleted photo and yeah. archives. Maybe that's he recovered the video and now spread it on the internet. Yeah. Is yeah. that a normal thing though? Like police brutality against foreigners in Japan or is this kind of, yeah, well, uh, for me, yeah, sorry for uh, for me, listening to or watching to that kind of news is not familiar, not as often. Mm. Uh, yeah, but I'm sure it doesn't mean our police is perfect or gentry treat, uh, treat, gen, uh, treat foreign gentry or something like that. Yeah, yeah, history, well, um, yeah. Oh, no, carry on, Kumi. Oh, yeah, sorry. Maybe doing demo on Shibuya or some kind of big city is rare thing to see. Mm. About yes. This. Well, Alan, you've been in Japan for a while. What has your experience been with police and foreigners? Is there a mistreatment of foreigners or on the whole, no? Uh, that's a very big topic um, yeah, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about that one but on the, on the whole it hasn't been a negative um, experience with police yeah. Yeah. yeah well there's an interesting story about um, uh, another guy who had an interaction with some Japanese police but this was a 17 year old boy um looking for 
people to star in adult material. Um, uh, yeah, Kumi, tell us about this because you had people approach you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this 70 years boy were looking for the woman who wants to join kind of adult video industry, uh, working on adult video industry. And then he's asking directly, hey, do you want to be popular as an actor in adult video or something like that? Um, that what used to be official job in Japan, mm. kind of courting, courting women for uh, working sector industry or not only adult video, making adult video. But that time, uh, some women are tricked by that kind of job, you know. Uh, firstly, they say it's just a kebakura job. Kebakura is the bar uh, we talked about before a little bit like a bar women having women can have a service um, mm. women pouring his drinking or something so uh but nowadays it's the kind that kind of job is banned to do officially that he, he he was supposed to, he was not supposed to do it but it's quite recently because uh, when i was 20 when i was young I often were talked like, "Hey, do I want to? Do I want to be an adult video actor or something?" <laughs> it's happened very casually to me. Um, I clearly remember I had I had been talked like this five times in Ikebukuro City, mm. but if I talking about times I had talked, I had been talked. Uh, by scouting to be Kebakura woman, Kebakura worker, it's uncountable so many times, maybe 100, maybe 200, more than 200 times. It's, yeah, it's very, it happened very often. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't mean I'm cute or cuter than anyone, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry about myself. And uh, it's happened for every young woman in Shinjuku Street. You know, mm. that kind of boy walking, uh, walking with you, like sticking with you yeah. when you walk. Then talk to like, hey, do you want to be Kabakura? Uh, do you want to walk at Kabakura? Do you want to walk at kind of sexual industry, something like that? And that was sticky, sticky. Yeah. Mm. But this 17-year-old um, in the article, so he only got caught because he approached an off-duty female police officer oh, yeah. if she wanted to participate in adult videos. And that is how he got caught. Yep. Um, used, it was used to be the way to court that kind of job person, you know, women's police officer uh, being the target deliberately. Mm. I, I'm talking. Like yes. yes. <laughs> well, but this time it wasn't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Showing some tough side of society, even police officer can't get um, can't earn money enough for her life. No, I don't know. Just. <laughs> oh, I bet he regrets that. Wow. <laughs> but that's sounds like a drama, you know, beautiful woman police officer. Yeah, I kind of want to see what the cop looks like. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen many female police officers in general, but I'm not sure. Um, you how, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since I'm a woman, when I went to the police office to talk something, uh, often, women police officer come to okay. the country to talk with me. I think it may trying to make me leave or something. M maybe. Yeah. Not sure yeah. the, the regulation though. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, in other news, though, something we chatted about a couple of weeks ago was Japan's outdated system of using seals, like stamps, to um, mark documents. Um, well, one university has completely 
abandoned the practice, which has made it a lot easier for people to now actually work from home because um, they no longer have to come in to stamp these documents, which is good. Oh, this is good. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, so there is a no exist seal stamp in United States and anymore, I'm, how can I say it? Is it anymore or even from the past? Then nowadays Adobe has a function e-sign yeah. something. So why, uh, I'm wondering why they decide not to use seal stamp anymore instead of using e-stamp or something. Yeah. What, what is the solution to not to use seal stamp if we ban it to use seal stamp e-sign? Yeah. You're in Japan as well or not? Um, so I yeah, I don't know say what the solution will be, but it just says that, yeah, they won't be using the actual in-person seals anymore. And they're going to, I suppose, research a better option. But I'm quite happy to hear that because it can be quite inconvenient at times. Yeah, uh, uh, even that inconvenient happened happen to me right now. We also talked about some compensation, uh, no, coming of stimulation money from government, mm -hmm. yeah. or something like that. Uh, for, for applying that kind of thing, I figured out my document doesn't have a CEO stamp from tax office or something. And then now I can't, couldn't, I couldn't reply. But the system slowly changing uh, mm. for covering all of the people with, who are like me. But it, yeah, it's based on it, it, that document should have stamped, should have been stamped on. Yeah. I hope oh. it will be quickly changing. Yeah. I mean, no. it's a process, but. So maybe maybe Japan will move into the future with regards to this at some point. Oh, I mean, there are so many other. Oh, say that again, Al. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You go ahead, Jibo. I was just gonna say there are so many other, um, know, places or so many other methods they use where it's like, wow, that's so modern and futuristic. Um, but yeah, just some of these backdoor practices. I feel need to be phased out, and hopefully they will be. Mm. Yeah, I like the stamps. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, I like the idea, but sometimes it's just impractical. So maybe you don't have to get rid of it, but have another option. Yeah. 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 But Alan, you've got something else that's. Uh, well, rather than in the past, it's something uh, in the future that Japan's been working on in the technology sector. Yeah, it, it doesn't really affect us everyday normal people, but Japan has um, produced the, or is set to produce the world's most powerful supercomputer um, that will essentially make most domestic chips from like NVIDIA, Intel, AMD, obsolete. So they are going to create, and this is, this is I guess, what only makes sense to people who are um, in the tech industry, but a computer that has a, um, a 400 petaflops. I think it's, is it petaflops? <laughs> P-E-T-A <laughs> flops. Um, and then, so just to give you guys an idea, the current fastest supercomputer in the world is in the United States, and it is 143.5. Peta? 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 Flops. Um, so it's over twice as fast. So that will hopefully trickle down to consumer uh, computers in the future. But yeah, I thought that was pretty exciting. Like it's a pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty ridiculous. As far it's as cool, I'm proud of the 
domestic domestic uh, technology industry. So that's kind of sarcastic. Uh, the country have super technology. You likes using mm -hmm. fire or steel stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a very it's interesting. But I like that juxtaposition of. You know, we'll do some things the old way, but we'll do some things in a modern way as well. I mean, that's part of the attraction of Japan, the existence of the ancient and traditional and well-used <laughs> practices. Um, and, you know, then the, the more modern, um, yeah, modern things. I don't know what word to use. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah so that was interesting. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Uh, in this uh, in this article, does it say it will be available to you soon, or is it still on development phase? It's still in development, but let's see. Um, like uh, uh, some other supercomputer in Japan started to investigate COVID nineteen uh, DNA program. DNA structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I was wondering if it's connected related to COVID nineteen as well or not. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it is not only for the virus though. Um, well, I mean, it's something that'll probably eventually trickle yeah. down to everyday population. I mean, that's where modern cell phones come from initially. Computers were, you know, just things in development, not used by everyone, and now they are. Yeah. So maybe in the next like twenty years or something, we'll have, yeah. the, we'll see the results in our product. Um, but the last topic for today is uh, we're going to chat about the Japan Bowl, which is basically a, a Japanese quiz. <laughs> held in the United States um, and the person who you know knows the most about Japan um, in terms of language culture you know a whole bunch of things wins becomes the winner of the Japan Bowl <laughs> which I thought was um, interesting yeah there's a whole contest on how much you know about Japan then uh, what the winner who won on this uh who won on this game uh, will receive the prize to come Japan free. Mm. That organization give the students the opportunity to come Japan uh, freely. Then, uh, yeah, not like international, not being like international student, I think, yeah, but that's pretty good opportunity, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so free trip to Japan for whoever wins the um, quiz, right? Mm -hmm. And yes. then, what do you know what kind of questions are on there? Is it language questions or is it like history, geography, or a combination? Language, history, culture, geography. It's like an all-encompassing thing. The, one of the questions I found as example is uh, make the sentence using Japanese decidium, blah, 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 blah. Then the student answer uh, the usage of that idiom in Japanese language. That's quite impressive. Mm. Mm, maybe we yeah, should have I, one. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering if I can answer it or not. <laughs> I think you would have to probably facilitate the uh, contest rather than be a part of it because that would be <laughs> unfair advantage. You should have but one for uh, if it's very then, academic, especially about rankage. I'm sure some native Japanese can answer it. Or yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. What if we did one and then gave away a seat on a one of our group tours in 2022 or 2021? Well, yeah, that's yeah. Good. It should be a very difficult question. I will build a very basic difficult question though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it can't be basic stuff. It can't be what's the capital of Japan? Or you know <laughs> What is the capital of Japan? Oh my god. Yeah. 
But I know, but some countries have some countries have multiple capitals. Like they have a judicial capital. They have no, like a, no. Your country is the only country that does that. <laughs> nobody knows what the capital of South Africa is. Is it Johannesburg? <laughs> is it Cape Town? Like no, no one knows. It's Pretoria. Huh? Uh, Pretoria is one of yeah. the capitals, and yeah. then. You know, every other country, every other country in the world is just has the one capital. I'm pretty sure. What's the capital of the United States? Washington D.C. But isn't that on equal like legal stuff? No. It's like the whole country's capital. Okay. <laughs> no, it's just our capital city. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't think of another country that has multiple capitals though. Well, one of the questions can be listing the entire lineage for the imperial family. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. would, that would oh. be impressive. <laughs> like, uh, who is the first emperor in Japan? Something like that. Oh, that one's easy, though. Well, the, let's say first the female emperor. Ooh, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be tough. I don't think Japanese people could name all the the entire land. It's, you know how many people? It's like hundreds, or yeah. close to hundred and what twenty? Oh, um, you mean the number of emperor in the history? Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry. I don't know the number, but yeah, the point I agree is this is longest, uh, oldest loyal family mm -hmm. and line in the world. I think. Yeah. So, oh I think many. China is has a longer history, doesn't it? Uh, it depends on how can we count it because uh, China, China, when the China changed to their country name, how can I say the uh, the family was changed. You know, the, mm. the country is still China, but yeah. the family holding that politic. Yeah authority was changed again and again, but uh, it's uh, been as emperors uh, from one family consistent, yeah. con constantly. Yeah, China had different like dynasties essentially that, oh, yes, that ruled the country. So this has been the longest reigning uh, monarchy from one family. Yep. Well, imp empire, I suppose. Empire. Well, you know, that's a monarchy. Isn't it? No. It's like a king or a ruler. Anyway, but it's 126. They've been 126 of them. Okay, yeah, 126. Oh. That was a smooth transition because are we not talking about the royal family? Uh, yep, that's our cultural question. That was a very smooth transition. Kudos. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, Kumi, I'll let you take it. I'll let you take it away. Yes, uh, since we had a new era uh, last year, uh, we I often I often had been had have been asked about emperors or royal family thing of Japan. So now I will talk about it just briefly first, and if you have any question, I will answer uh, as much as much as I can. I'm not professional, though. The royal family. It's well, there is a well known story. The emperors, the Japanese emperors' ancestors were the sun, the god of sun. So, which means the oldest emperor's story that I acknowledge is mythology. So, mm. to be honest, that kind of story is kind of ambiguous. Is it very existed person or still mythology? Maybe around two centuries. In the second century, the story is still ambiguous. But, uh, uh, like I said, that family is constantly keep going uh, more than 100, uh, sorry, 1,500 years, mm -hmm. uh, 124 emperors. Uh, I'm saying 1,500 years, it's counted from the first emperor that we can confirm that he exists. Mm. So, yeah, it's longest. That's the question. Uh, Jim Emperor. Emperor Jim. <laughs> mm. 
Please take that note, it will be on the test. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, since then, uh, some period, emperor was the uh, head of the country, but it, mostly, most of the time, emperor had been figurehead uh, for a long time in the history. L like, maybe you know the Edo period, there is another politic theme by Samurais, Mm. Then there is a loyal family, and they are connected to each other. But political authority was on the Edo Bakufu, not on the emperor side, not loyal families, mm. something like that. Uh, but the emperor had been considered as a living god uh, in mo modern history, including the period of World War II. There was also political tactics. The Meiji mm. uh, politicians uh, make that loyal family considered as God. Mm. And then they told the people, uh, I mean, the politician told the people they are living God. And then the God want to have a fight with United States or China, with China. Then mm. Japan Supporting that idea, then finally that's World War to becoming like that, that we know. Yeah, uh, the current, after World War II, nowadays, I'm talking about nowadays, uh, the royal family become Japanese people's, uh, how can I say, the emperor becomes symbol of Japanese people. Then, you know, I think it did, kind of general idea, they are trusted, tr trustable people as the presentation of Japanese people uh, when they are going to abroad and uh, having a meeting with other countries or your family or politicians or doing some social activity. Uh, mm. Yeah, we're thinking they are symbol of Japanese people. Uh, mm. That's briefly, I can show the royal family's information, if someone asks me. Mm -hmm. What kind of things are famous if talking about Japanese royal family, I'm wondering? Mm -hmm. Not famous, like mm -hmm. direct question or what is the thing unusual to hear about them? Expect the longest, longest broad continuously. Mm -hmm. Well, isn't I mean the emperor before this one? Um, he, I mean, he he ruled for quite a long time, didn't he? Uh, yes, he was. So, um, carnage. Uh, usually, changing era happen with happen with emperor's uh, death. You know, since. Because that one emperor will be emperor all his life. That's what they usual in two, in last two hundred years. Mm. Uh, but that time, uh, how can I say that? Sorry, I forgot the word. Abdicate. He abdicated mm. um, for next person. That that was the first time in two hundred years. Mm. It, it's kind of. A big thing in the history then yeah. like I said his obligate his uh, the last emperor's obligate is you know kind of social activity domestic like going to the place which had a earthquake or to encourage people or uh, to see the uh, you know UK loyal family to celebrate uh, princess prince wedding party or something mm -hmm. like that. So that's kind of a social thing was his obligate but now he is too old to do uh, to do everything yeah then he oh uh, he's wanted to uh give the his position for his son he was the mm -hmm. i he was the person who started to know idea then that was controversial japanese Politic and uh, Japanese people started to conversation about is it okay? It's happened yeah. in first time in two hundred years. Is it acceptable 
something like that. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine how long it took them to come to a decision <laughs> on that. You know, he was treated, uh, not he, the emperors had been treated as God before. So what I found is, uh, what I found is talking about his second life after become you know, not emperor or mm. caring about his wife feeling or talking about his lifestyle, life story is the sign of the emperor become a little bit familiar for us. You know, it's like a very human, it's humanly, human. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like he should have been, uh, you know, treated as like usual old man wants to yeah. stay at home reading a book. I don't know his life though. Well, but but it's we Hard don't care about gold, right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I I saw this is a they become more, uh, yeah, loyal family become more familiar for Japanese people. Yeah. Mm. Well, Alan, do you have any other questions? Yeah, actually, I did. Um, the so the emperor is supposedly uh, a descendant from the sun goddess Amaterasu, right? Yes. But are there other like bloodlines in Japan from people who who claim to be descendants of other gods, like like Susano? Or, because <laughs> oh. I heard, I don't remember where I heard this, but like that there were other, like there used to be um, mm -hmm. before the Meiji period, other, I'm doing air quotes, but like royalty in different regions of Japan. So like Japan was like essentially a bunch of different countries. It wasn't like one country necessarily. And in, in some of those regions, there were other people who were like, okay, yeah, I'm a descendant of this God and I'm a descendant of this God and so on and so forth. Yeah. Then uh, the origin of first, origin of uh, one Japanese country is called Yamato Dynasty. Dynasty. That's the one uh, started to say Amaterasu Omikami's ancestors and then now that's become one uh, top of Japan's uh, sorry uh, the main of Japan political part in ancient history mm -hmm. so I think yeah as emperor there is a one god exist but for your question I don't know Susano no Mikoto humans uh, some some people say it, it's weird. Susano no Mikoto was brother of uh, the emperor of the fir first uh, first Japanese emperor, something like that. So it's it's uh, weird. We saying they are family. Yeah, maybe this is that kind of mythology is called Kojiki. Mm -hmm. all the histories uh, maybe that can be a next topic a bit <laughs> difficult but mm -hmm. yeah uh, like talking about Rome not Rome uh, Zeus or Poseidon yeah, or yeah. Greek music. Yeah. yeah okay cool yeah. yeah we can go into that on a future episode perhaps well then that only leaves our giveaway left for this week yeah. um, and it is it is something that is very Japanese and a lot of people associate with Japan and <laughs> that is Rami wow. <laughs> it's a luxury package yeah, it's a right. luxury yeah. beef ramen package <laughs> Yeah, this is, I chose this one. It's a uh, beef broth, um, and it is my favorite ramen of, of like, you know, obviously take home and boil yourself ramen. Um, and also the, the beef like stock that they use, it's not like, it's not like a bouillon cube, 
so it's not dried. It's it's like a liquidy when it has like fat inside of the stock too. I use this stock to make gravy for um, for like mashed potatoes or the other t- other day, Jeep and I we made poutine and I use that's the stock and this is so good. It's really really rich. So that's our giveaway. My favorite ramen, um, inst- well, instant ramen, yeah. So all you need to do is subscribe to our channel and leave a comment in the comments saying that you want this bit of beef ramen and we will choose a winner and mail this to you. Yes. Yes. Sorry, package. Yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> um, uh, Kumi, you can't enter, unfortunately. Maybe if nobody wins it, you can have it. Just give it to Kumi. <laughs> But that brings our episode of Japan Catch-Up to an end for this week. Um, subscribe to our channel. Leave any questions in the comment section. Um, anything that you want us to talk about or you want to know about Japan. And we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bye. 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 See you next week. Bye-bye.